This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Friend and like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. We marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 407. Make sure you go check out all of the previous episodes, MarkingOut.com, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and on iTunes. You can also go check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Go check out YouTube, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, and send us an email, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Also, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut, where there's going to be a Black Friday sale. No coupon is needed at all. It's going to be taking place from, uh, what is it, 12 p.m. and uh, Central Time to 12 p.m. Central Time, the 20th to the 26th. Make sure you go ahead over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Buy a t-shirt, 20% off every all of our shirts. 1, 1 so p.m. Eastern. 1 p.m. Eastern. 1 p.m. Eastern. So go buy the t-shirts. As you heard, Brennan's here as well. I am Dave. And you could go follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. You could go follow our podcast on Twitter at MarkinOut. You could go follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161 and Chris on Twitter at ChrisWeenDog. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I am doing awesome as always. And uh, how are you? I'm doing pretty uh, great. How about you, Chris? Well, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. Paul Orndorff over here. Paul Orndorff, that's right. So, uh, so I think we should mention right off the bat how awesome our intro was for this week. Oh, yeah. I, I can get her to do I, other stuff. I can get Maddie to say, woo, 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 you know it. <laughs> I tried to, but it didn't really sound that good. Mm. So, Chris, is, Chris is like playing Puppet Master over there. I am, I am the Puppet Master. <laughs> Say Mixed Match Challenge, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's next. <laughs> That's next. It's gonna be a uh, mixed match challenge. You're just gonna hear man, my powers. <laughs> but yeah, so Brandon, uh, very uh, quick week, and how was yours? Uh, it was good. Thursday night. What a what a snowstorm. Yeah, I know. I know. I was supposed to work a hockey game that day, and it got canceled. What a ridiculous snowstorm! And it was just that one day. Snow disappeared by the next day. Yeah. I went to yeah. I went to Manhattan. To see that Broadway show, like I spoke about on last week's episode, it how was, was it? Uh, network, uh, honestly, um, it was cool to see Brian Cranston on Broadway, but like the show didn't really have like an actual point to it, almost. Oh, that's which makes me so... which makes me think like the movie. I mean, there's a point to it, but it's just like. I don't know. I just don't care about it. I guess I don't know. It's all about media so, and stuff. So, so the plot wasn't anything really uh, gripping. Not really. But at one point, I mean, I don't. I sh- nah, nobody's gonna see it that that's listening to this. <laughs> no, one, they don't sponsor us. At one point, they were. Um, no, I was gonna give spoilers in the show. Oh, yeah, go for it. Cranston's character dies. What? And they No man, I'm gonna see it next week. Why'd you ruin it for me? And they cover him up and then he comes he's on the stage still. 
and he starts talking, de- delivering a monologue, and it like blew my mind as to like how how the hell did he get from like I saw him fall to the ground, or so I thought I saw him fall to the ground, uh-huh. and then it was like some like like twin magic gimmick or something. It's all about that gimmick. Yeah. All right. But, so, uh, but then did you yeah, go? I went. Uh, I went and met him afterwards. That was pretty cool. That's I met. Cool. I met Brian Cranston. You're yeah, probably yeah, like, I loved you and Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> what were you, Mister Breaking Bad over here? Yeah, I was. Breaking Bad is awesome. I, I've I mean, actually never seen an episode of Breaking Bad before. Yeah, I've never oh, seen spectacular. one. Either. I just think Brian Cranston's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, that as well. Also, one of the other stars is was uh, Tony Goldwyn, who was in Ghosts. I guess he's more famous for. He was also the president in Scandal, but. For me, he was the voice of Tarzan. Oh, man. So I thought that was pretty cool. He's the, I think, the grandson of the G in MGM. Okay. You know, the, the, the movie company? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I, I got his autograph as well. I didn't get a picture with uh, him. Because, oh, he looks uh, familiar. Because there were people standing in my way, but uh, I'm pretty sure he would have taken a photo. But Brian Cranston, in the cold weather was out there signing for absolutely everybody that was there, taking pictures with absolutely everybody that was there. He had a, a no selfie policy. Okay. Which, I like was, that. which was interesting. So like the the woman that was with him to like further like further the line, I guess. His handler. I I guess you could call her a handler was taking the photos. Perfect. It's like I don't understand why the note like the I, I feel it. like a selfie would be like more like quickly. More yeah, wait, so what? So how did that go then? Like, because in my mind, usually they're walking out of the side door. Or yeah, so he comes out of the stage door and everyone cheers or whatever, obviously, because it's Brian freaking Cranston. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting to say that. <laughs> I, I, no, I wasn't. So yeah, then he's signing. And then they also had another rule of uh, if, if you want something signed, make sure it's not wet. Okay. Which makes 100% like makes sense because if you try to sign something that's wet, it doesn't. It doesn't sign, especially a playbill, which also I got somebody said to me and me only, excuse me, sir. He's only signing stuff from the show tonight. I'm like, yeah, I got my playbill. Relax, bro. <laughs> like maybe I look like an autograph hound or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm uh, just confused. So, OK, so he had a handler with him when he walked out. Yeah. That's so different. So he walks out and uh He's sitting there, oh, or standing there, I should say, signing autographs. Thank you, thank you. Signing autographs, signing autographs. Oh, would you like a picture? Here, take. He gives the camera to the to the handler or whatever. She takes the picture. They move away. He signs again, and everyone who wanted an autograph for a picture with him got an autograph and picture with him. That's cool. Yeah. So that's Gotta pretty awesome. That. And yeah. uh, I, I guess I saw it in uh, in pre. Uh, not what is it called before the show actually opens yeah pre-show uh-huh. or whatever not pre-show but uh previews that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> uh so they didn't have the the poster yet so they said i could come back and, and get it after a performance but i don't know if i'll if i'll be doing that that's pretty cool of them yeah but uh, all right yeah it was pretty Did you cool get anything else in the city uh, i went to bill's barn burger the place that we went to before uh, the late night with Jimmy Fallon, the burger place. 
I'll be honest, I do not remember. Remember when they gave us the burger stress ball? Oh, okay. That, that's yeah. like the only thing that I could have said to jog your memory from it. But Yeah, I kind of remember it a little bit, but not too much. Yeah, it's in Rockefeller Center. Mm-hmm. So I went there. And uh, while we were before, um, after we ate, we were walking through Rockefeller Center. I saw Black Thought from the Roots just walking around. Tried to catch up to him to say hello, try to get a picture or something. He was walking way too fast, though. <laughs> that sucked, but... <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool because like I didn't I would have I mean it makes sense that I mean he works right upstairs on the mm-hmm. Tonight Show, but I, I was I wasn't expecting to run into him. Yeah, all right, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, how about you, Chris? Anything uh, good with you this week? Nah, I think Brandon spoke for most of us about the fun, exciting week that he had. Did no, you guys? You did, did you guys have to walk in that snow though? No, I didn't even go outside. Dude, it was ridiculous. Yeah, you, I, how about your week? Why, you don't have anything good? Nah, nothing fun exciting. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that snow. It was crazy. I got out of work, and uh, it started coming down. So I'm happy that I was able to, like, beat out the uh, storm. I got back, was able to clear up everything, clear a path and stuff. Um, also, overall, didn't, this week, didn't you guys get Iron Maiden tickets this week? We did. I could have yeah. seen my at moment of the week. But, yeah, uh, July July. 2019 it's going to be such a long way away i know it's going to be awesome um yeah i my week was a lot of fun we actually ended up going over to well i ended up going over to chris and rachel's place for a game night and that is always a fun time and we watched nxt as we spoke about last week yeah um alluded to and uh yeah, this week has just flown by. Um, well, it's Tuesday. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, Thursday. Three days. Not really. The only other thing that actually, uh, was to really be fair, cool to that, be fair, it was Wednesday that we recorded last week. Yeah, whatever. No, that's that's true. I mean, this show I've been watching. I started watching that show, Real Country, on USA that they've always been advertising during SmackDown and Raw, and I think that's an, a really cool show. It's actually uh, the country version of I don't know, maybe American Idol. I don't think so. I feel like they've done a show like this before, too. Have they? Yeah, specifically with country music, too. Huh. But, but uh, this is, like, I, do they get signed to a contract at the end? I don't, I don't know about that, because they, I just caught, before SmackDown was on, I caught the end of the episode where they said that the band that you sent me yeah. was going to be playing the Stagecoach Festival. Uh-huh. I didn't catch what else they, they get, but... Yeah, I'm not too sure how it works if, like, all of them end up competing at the end or, yeah, I don't know what the gimmick is, but it's a pretty cool show if you're a country fan to check out. Um, yeah, not too much else, but we did have a pay-per-view. We had, well, we two? had, a, we had two pay-per-views. Let's kick yeah, it off first with the one that uh, me and Dave made uh, 10 other people in a room watch and geeked out for it accordingly, which was NXT TakeOver. War Games 2. Did nobody um, else want to watch it? No, uh, me, I mean, Bobby. Me, well, me Bobby and Dave wanted to watch Bobby. it, and then, and then people were like, is this live? I'm like, yeah, this is live. I'm like, War Games. I'm like, I don't know what War Games is, but I think I love it now. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Like, uh, Chris's friends, Chris and Bobby, were not, uh, they were, it seemed like they were old wrestling fans, so they didn't know what War Games was and everything, so you had, so explaining the concept, and then having them see what was taking place, it was pretty cool. Yeah. To be fair, old wrestling fans 
should know what War Games is based on WCW. No, that, no, I'm, no, assuming, I'm assuming I'm assuming you're talking about Attitude Era fans, though. Yeah, not no, that but old. like even like yeah, afterwards, we put on like '94 Raw and watched Bill Nakano versus the Lundgren Blaze. Yeah. Awesome. But anyway, you started off Takeover. By the way, I won predictions for. Uh, to Dave had three, to Brandon's one. Dude, oh my god. I'm, I, I was watching this, dude. That first match killed me. That's what set me off in the first place. <laughs> no, but that first match was so awesome. You have, you have, well, this, as I said last week, I think it was supposed to be aired this week, as in tomorrow, on NXT. But you had a match with Matt Riddle, defeating Cassius on on record time, knocking him out. Um, <laughs> I didn't give a real guess last week. <laughs> oh, no, you did. You said KO. Why did he say that? He's like, well, why not? Yeah, I was like, if this match not even going to be on the show, why does it matter? <laughs> yep, it matters. And then here we got Matt Riddle come out, cuts a promo. Cash Zono cuts a promo. Seven seconds. Yeah, this was this was I, I this was a really well done segment because it spawned from the kickoff show. Yeah, and it's well, I, I'm just weeks and weeks of uh, you know. But yeah, oh, yeah well, weeks me. before that and the kickoff show as well. But that's what's bothering me about this is, like, after all the talk and everything like that, Ono is taken out in seven seconds. I mean, I, I understand hyping up Matt Riddle, but I actually wanted a match between the two. Well, you're still going to get that. It's not like it was like, oh, my God, that was like a, a – I mean, picture that like Daniel Bryan and Sheamus at WrestleMania 28. Okay. Like, Ono Matt. wasn't really ready for that match. Mm-hmm. All right. I can see that. Next up, you had a WWE NXT Women's title on the line. Best two out of three falls match. Shayna Baszler picked up the victory over Kyrie Zane. Can I go back to just Matt Riddle for one second? Yeah, yeah. What up? Okay. I think Matt Riddle could be a huge star in the WWE, but he has to work on his promo skills. I yeah, agree. I, 100%. I, uh, he's got the look. You know, it looks like he's got the fan support behind him. He just needs to just work on the promo skills a little bit more, and he's going to be huge. Yeah, Cheech and Chong promos aren't going to cut it. Did you yeah. watch? Did you watch that uh, that like mini documentary WWE aired on yeah. YouTube? Yeah, on the, the WWE's Performance Center website. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, but did, yeah. uh, by the way, big time Mark, I saw he had a uh, signed two by four by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> I noticed that too. I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like uh, looking at him like that says Hacksaw. I was like, hey, I have a smaller one of those. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Shannon Baszler picked up the victory over Kyrie Zane. And for uh, for a short match, I thought this match was awesome. Yeah, you and, had... You know, uh, that, 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 was the, that was the big thing about this NXT TakeOver War Games is, like, all these matches told stories. Even the Matt Riddle catches on no match told a story. This told a story, too. This was, you know, you're starting to see Shannon Baszler as, like, that conniving heel. Yeah. You know, having her lackeys, helping her out. It was great. Yeah, I liked I, I liked when uh, Dakota Kai ran down to try to make fend it off of, fend off Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir, but uh, that didn't work. And then Io Shirai came out, hit that giant moonsault in jeans, in life. jeans. Okay, picture yeah. perfect. That was fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree. That was I was impressed with the moonsault, but I was even more impressed that she did it in skin tight jeans. Maybe they like stretchy jeggings. Maybe they were yeah. Maybe they were jeggings. Who knows? I don't. I don't know. They definitely were not sweatpants, though. So but I thought it was awesome. That that spot where uh, was it? Baszler was doing a suplex on the apron, and then Kyrie Sane countered it oh. into a DDT. Yeah, that reversal was sick. I mean, I saw a Twitter blew up over that spot too. Uh, yeah. Awesome match. 
Next up, you had Aleister Black pick up the victory over Johnny Gargano. This was awesome. This match was incredible. Another Ooh. match that told a spectacular story. These guys are hard-hitting. At one point, you think Aleister Black's about, by the way, Aleister Black's uh, entrance attire and attire for the event. Sick. Yeah, that best. Yeah, it was like very uh, Drago, right? Is that professional? Yeah, that's what people, people? Were, people were comparing it to him. I, I saw it something... Uh, it looked like a character from World of Warcraft. <laughs> okay. I've never played World of Ra- okay. Warcraft. I've just, I've I could see, I could see that. But Johnny Gargano's uh, Ode to the Punisher. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. You pointed that. John, out. What was it? It's the back of his trunk said Johnny Takeover. Johnny Takeover. Which they were selling exclusive Johnny Takeover shirts in the uh, Laker colors. Really? Yeah, you guys. At the event. Yeah, you guys could just like make Johnny Takeover. Shirts, if you want. Alistair Black, by the way, continues to be undefeated at in uh, at Takeover, I believe. And, and it was yeah, funny. it was. Ju- and it was funny too because I think I mentioned it. Oh yeah, I found the sh- the LA shirt, all sizes. Uh, I found it on eBay. Yeah. Right now. But uh, it, it was funny too because they released that Instagram gimmick, new without tags. Okay, so it's definitely a fake shirt. Um, <laughs> they. Yeah. They released that stat like Johnny Gargano's like one in six at takeovers. I'm like, oh, okay, they're releasing the stat to just prelude the Johnny Gargano uh, winning uh, at takeover. But man, was I wrong? Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, next up, you had the NXT title on the line. Tommaso Ciampa picking up the victory over Velveteen Dream. My no, goodness, where to start? Velveteen Dream making his entrance as Hollywood Velveteen Dream. Yeah, full Hollywood Hulk Hogan gimmick. OVA, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally flipped out for that and tie everything with it. Wow, someone's selling Johnny Gargano's used trunks on eBay right now for five hundred dollars. Which ones? Uh, no, well they're uh, they're uh, indie ones. They say all hard on it. Means Uh, the whole shebang. They're all signed. It's like I don't know how. Like people, like do people just contact the wrestlers and be like, hey, I'll give you like. $3,000 $3,000 for this. Like, I, I see people like well, Ryder, Hawkins and Ryder have gear on the on eBay and stuff, too. Yeah, I think that's like, wow. happens. Someone has Seth Rollins used uh, stuff. Ring worn. Money in the bank. Yeah, I don't I don't know how $2, they get that stuff. 2000 bucks. They must get, like, some sort of deal on it somehow with, like, like the wrestlers somehow were like, like, oh, I'll... If you give me your gear and like a hundred eight by tens or whatever, I'll give you oh, like wow. whatever ring amount worn, of money. Ring worn. I just found ring worn AJ Styles. For, you buy it. Oh, uh, for uh twenty sixteen hundred bucks. Sorry, no thank you. Or for Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> you could uh, probably get it made cheaper for that. Jamie yeah. wants. Jamie wants to ask me if I wanted to wear Pat Bucks uh, tights when I was over at their apartment. That's weird. It was cut. Kind- that's yeah, right. I was just like, yeah, no. But this match, like, Champa, Champa versus Dream, no, outstanding. Like the near falls, like it, there was again. I thought there was a point where Velveteen Dream was going to win. Yeah, like first of all, like Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano was like incredible. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, how obviously like they're going to top it, but how can they top it? And then they put on this match, and it's like, oh my god. Yeah, uh, I think that there was not a moment that was slow. It told such a great story. I love the fact right at the end, you really had many moments where you thought Valentin Dream was going over. Yeah. Um, and 
it, there was just so many fun spots of this match. Come on, Velveteen Dream doing the Hogan spot, the leg drops oh, right. yeah, over the leg and over drop. again, the big boot the leg as well. Drops. Yeah, the big boot. I mean, even from the start where he was doing the ear cupping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. just so much fun this match. They, I mean, Champa tearing up the uh, the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, I, think, Andrew... I think Triple H, uh, after the, the event, Triple H put over Velveteen Dream as, like, one of the best talents or something like that that they have. And rightfully okay. so. 100% rightfully so. Getting the rub. That's it. Yeah, uh, so... You know, as much, as much as we don't want him, we want him to come up to the main roster, we don't want him to come up so he can keep doing stuff like this. Uh, yeah. I felt the same way about Finn Balor. You know, you have so many wrestlers that you want to see them on the main roster, but you also know once they get brought up that they're just going to get lost. They have a large uh, chance well, of being to be lost. Fair, yeah, well, yeah, a large chance. Because I was going to say, to be fair, Finn Balor didn't really get lost in the shuffle until he got injured. Yeah, true. But our main event of War Games was, of course, the War Games match. Uh, Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and the War Raiders picked up the victory over Undisputed Era. Yeah, Dave, way to pick this one, right? Yeah, this match was so exciting. And uh, I love the fact how... Yeah. I was going to say, it was very interesting that uh, War Raiders, Ricochet, and Pete Dunne were all like kind of fighting for their spot to come out next. Yeah. So they, weren't, the they weren't quite uh, on the same page there, but... But they I had mean, an attire. Yeah, they had matching face paint. Yeah. Um, that last spot, Pete Dunne was the last one to come in and... Ended up getting locked in by two locks. How did he break out of it again? Uh, they came in with bolt cutters, which I thought was okay. dumb. I thought, like, because they explained the rules. They said, if you leave the, the ring, I, I could have sworn it was after the match actually starts, then you would lose. Yeah, it was if you leave the cage. So I don't know, like, I thought it would have been cooler to have, like, War Machine, or War Raiders, I should say. Like get leave the ring and like bust open the cage, because the yeah, match doesn't. They, yeah, but the but match the, doesn't actually start until all members are in the ring. Oh, so I, I don't. I don't. I thought it would have huh. been cooler than like bolt cutters. I also thought it would have been cooler if like Mustache Mountain came out and like made the save or something with. Yeah, bolt right. Cutters. That would have been cool. I I thought that it would have been even better if Pete Dunne just kicked it, kicked the door open himself. I don't think he would. He's not Mark Henry. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Pete Dunne. He's a new father. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. hilarious. The, the referee's trying his key on the other lock. He goes, my key doesn't work. It's like, yeah. Imagine if every key worked on every master lock ever. What a stupid <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, you think someone's selling on eBay that key? Yeah, right. <laughs> Bobby Dunne. Fish, chuck that. Or Strong, one of them. And do, um, I, do I want to look it up? It was Bobby Fish. <laughs> nah. I'm just going to do a bunch of – I'm just going to look research. <laughs> Yeah, but there was so there, this match was a ton of fun. You had that ricochet spot for the top of the cage, which the was double moonsault. Yeah, the double moonsault. Okay, he Brandon, he, what's that I mean, about? He didn't hit anybody. You landed on everybody. Mm. All right, listen, Mark. He landed basketball. on like one person, and it was like the person that was on his team, <laughs> and then everybody fell. Come on. Hey, I'll take it over Charlotte Flair uh, moonsault. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I, I like the fact that, like, 
you had all those table spots and yeah, I like more... that they that they got weapons involved in this. <laughs> yeah, I like and I like that uh, Undisputed Era had their own chairs. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Which, by the way, WW Shop, you're gonna sell those or what? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody's selling a uh, a chair from War Games right now on eBay for sixty six bucks. That's it. Well, it's it's a bid, and but the price oh. is three hundred. Oh. Oh. So. I, I really like this match. I liked how it started off with Undisputed Era having the one up, too. How it started with, um, what, I think uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, right? Yeah. I like how they started off and everything, and it was just enjoyable. Yeah, it was. It was just, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. So. You know who else enjoyed it? X Pac. Yep. X Pac <laughs> was at ringside. And his dog. Mm hmm. Very they didn't cool. show anybody else, right? That was it. No, on the kickoff no show, they they so they didn't really show David Arquette, but he was there in the background. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Pat McAfee. Oh, oh God, he is He's super annoying. annoying. God. That was this is the first oh time I saw I, like saw him on NXT. I he was just like, yep, got this, did this. I was like, what? Like you think like like got maybe, this chain off a homeless guy. Like maybe he gets like less annoying, but as the takeovers progress, he gets more and more annoying. So yeah. why are they using him? I don't know, and I, I think he does his own like WWE show as well. I don't know. At least they didn't have Rosenberg. They had not Sam. At least they didn't have Rosenberg. But, so that's TakeOver. On to Survivor Series. Uh, kickoff match. You had Team SmackDown picking up a victory over Team Raw. But this is like, there's an asterisk there because apparently it doesn't count. Wait, it's Team SmackDown? Oh, I thought it was Raw clean swept. No, that was, that, that's why they say 6-1. and one. That's yeah, why New Day said 6-1. and one. All right, so then I won predictions on SmackDown also. 6-4 to four to t- 2 <laughs> Oh. Hmm? Nah. No, no, no. This was series? a big. This was a tag team. Uh, Biggie, Epico, uh, Eric yeah, Young, yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um, so I think, first of all, it was really interesting. Uh, Kalisto, I don't know if he like actually got hurt during this because he wrestled on Raw. Hmm. But they were able to switch out Kalisto for Grand Metallic. Yeah. So that was interesting. And I honestly, I think uh, the best spot of this match was Chad Gable hitting that German suplex off of the top rope into the to the outside of the ring on one of the Usos. That was cool. And I, I think Revival did an awesome job in this oh match. Oh my too. god, their shatter machine like out of nowhere. That was fantastic. They were the, yeah. they were the last team I think to to get eliminated. Yeah, they it was them and the Usos and the Usos picking up the victory. And it's like, dude, first of all, I don't I definitely don't think the Usos needed that victory there. I think the Revival really could have used it. Right, but, uh, that ma- like I was tweeting, I tweeted out, I was like, imagine this match if it was at a, like a takeover, revival yeah. versus New Day. That was such a good match. It's kind of weird that I mean, the- uh, Usos, not New Day. It's kind of weird that B Team really fell off like uh, their train there that everybody was on. I mean, they were the first team eliminated, but they were just tag team champions, and everybody was hot behind them. But now they're kind of just falling way, way to the wayside. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind this, of disappointed this... that Sanity didn't do much. Well, I mean, they're the second team eliminated. Just hoping for more. Hey, I just found a Terry Reynolds Marlena dress on eBay for five hundred and fifty dollars. I wear, think you'd look wear pretty. It and in try it. to squeeze into it. 
Yeah, you look ready. Do it. Yeah. I can think yeah. of a segment for cooking with ranch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm good. But uh, this was a really – this match, I was not expecting it to go as long as it did, and I'm very happy it did. Okay. Which, I agree. By, by the way, I wasn't expecting the, the first match to go as long as it did either, that being the, the Team Raw 5-on-5 five five elimination match of the women – uh, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina, Bailey, and Sasha picked up the victory uh, over Naomi, Carmella, Sonya Deville, Asuka, and Mandy Rose. On the kickoff show, Team Raw fell apart as Natalia and Ruby Riot like fought with each other, which it didn't really. Alexa Bliss didn't make it like clear, or WWE, I should say, didn't make it clear mm-hmm. that that Natalia and Ruby Riot were going to be off the team. Yeah, I and, didn't. And then later on in the kickoff show, they just like said, "Oh, by the way, it's Bailey and Sasha Banks. You'll That's... be the replacement." I thought it would have been better if they made it like a little surprise sort of thing, but uh yeah. and then SmackDown, they did the same thing on the kickoff show like, "Oh, it's all of us. I'm the team captain." Out of nowhere, Naomi's the team captain, which I believe she was the first one eliminated. Yeah, and y'all, you're correct. And in she a minute goes, and 20 seconds. And she goes, oh, we're going to have uh, Mandy Rose be on our team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is always a good addition. I'm not I saying, mean, I'm not having no problems with Mandy Rose. No. I just have a problem with the way that they they went about doing that. Well, what do you think they, about... And it made no sense because they were all they were still putting over the fact that like Charlotte was at one point the team captain. She turned it down. She was never on the team. Nah. It was so stupid. So what do you think about, what do you think about Nia Jax's uh, monster heat that she got? <laughs> right. rightfully so especially in a sport wrestling crowd yeah i thought that was really awesome uh that she got so much backlash for that uh yeah onto the match you ended up having nia Jax being the uh sole winner i mean Which i big, think it was big, smart yeah big, i, I like it big takeaway from this i think mandy rose is i think she did a great <laughs> job when the spotlight was on her and she's definitely going to be a, a champion at some point I I did just didn't like the the double count out. I didn't like the double I didn't like the double count out and I also I also thought that Naomi was off. I don't know what it was. Well, I mean she I was thought, only in it for a minute. Yeah, but even in that one minute she looked very off and I also didn't like that Tamina was uh pinned so quickly by Carmella cuz you're building up Tamina yeah. and I to be like monsters and then you have Tamina easily rolled up yeah especially like it was like almost instantly after naomi was out yeah it, it was kind of weird uh, although I, that then it gave the the opportunity for Carmela carmella to have a dance break <laughs> yeah that was the cool part i i also like how nia Jax used her own teammate as a distraction which so, by the way our truth 100 percent the mvp of that pay-per-view oh my god he's so great <laughs> on the kickoff so show he tries to join the the SmackDown women's team right before they announced it was Mandy Rose. Then during, I think it was actually during the pay-per-view, he tried to join Team Raw. Yeah. And they were like, you're not on Team Raw. You're not in this match. And then he went to Team SmackDown and asked Shane to, like, sign him or something. (laughs) Or one of that, like, either Shane or Paige or something. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, he's, he's really... Something else. That would. So I mean, side... it would have been cool if they let him wrestle on Team SmackDown for the women. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> I just found. I'm. I'm, I just, I'm kind of like obsessing about this right now. Someone's I just in said, a wormhole. 
Yeah, I, dude, I just went down. So I just found Mojo Raleigh's eBay profile, and he's selling his boots from WrestleMania. Uh, he's selling autographed Hyperog shirts. How and do you know this is his page, though, and not like somebody else? I just sent you guys the link. Yeah, I'm in a, a bad wormhole. It's pictures of him with the trading card in his hand, signed. Yeah, but that could just be and his, like... And his shirt on him that says, with his name signed on it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm always weary about that stuff. Yeah. But next up, you had Seth Rollins pick up the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura. None of us predict- predicted this one. Uh, his match was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the end where it was a Miss Kinshasa into that curb stomp. Oh, that was a cool. That was, so that was a cool. really good ending. Yeah. Nakamura looked like he was about to do surgery or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wearing scrubs. Yeah. That SmackDown brand t shirt. I like both of their attires. I like how how Nakamura was straight up all blue, and Rollins had the split uh, split shirt, his own shirt with the Raw. Yeah, I, I like that. feel like we, we saw that. I think it was last year when the Shield reunited. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where it was. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it was. Yeah. So, anything else? Uh, other than that, it was a really good match. I don't, uh, I don't think so. Although I really thought Nakamura could have used that victory more. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, next match up was the Raw Tag Team Champions, AOP, taking on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The Bar. Uh, Drake Maverick I'm... and Big Show were ringside. <laughs> Drake Maverick beat himself. Uh, which Vince McMahon's probably like loving, like absolutely <laughs> probably like fell off his chair laughing at that. Yes, yeah, yeah, by the world title. I didn't understand it, and then that led to the distraction allowing AOP to pick up the victory. I'm... Uh, it was a big I, guy match. It was, which it was. I was the first person to tweet out AOP. Like P-E-E. That's funny. Oh, that is funny. And then yeah. everyone else like started to catch on and say that. Yeah, that is funny. But but the worst thing to happen during this match was Enzo Omori attempting to take over this match. Yeah, apparently he bought a ticket, <laughs> snuck into the building looking like one of the Beatles dressed up like E.T. from... He looked like a, a knockoff Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> and then during this match, he unveiled himself, started cutting his own promo, and security beat him up and uh, shipped him out of the building. So he, yeah, shows, up, he shows up wearing a T-shirt... That's a parody of his old T-shirt that says "How you doing?" and said here it says "I'm doing great." Brandon, you make parody T-shirts of things all the time. I don't make parody T-shirts. Yeah, but Brandon also isn't also Enzo Amori. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm like I defended this guy as many times as you probably remember on the show. Like this was just kind of that was sad. It was sad, <laughs> and, but and also I, I a terrible job, terrible job by the security. Still, I loved everybody giving him all the bam roasted, especially his ex girlfriend. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't see that. Liv yeah. Morgan said something like pathetic or something like that. Yeah, embarrassing. Oh, really? Embarrassing, yeah. right? That's what it was. That's funny. I, I love the fact that the pers- the security that took him out was the same security that took out Gronk at WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I, I tweeted out, I was like, that was really, like, really dangerous of her to do that. Like, she, like, barreled through. Yeah, that that line like shoving people down into their seats, and I was like, somebody could have gotten injured. Well, someone and then, did and then a, you, a, yeah. Fast a, forward a, a few hours later, somebody apparently did get injured. Yeah, a female fa- uh, fan had to be stretchered out of the arena because of Enzo's antics. Not because of Enzo, it's because of the stupid security guard. Yeah, 
I don't know. I like think a hundred. If I was WWE, I would have fired that security guard right there on the spot. That was the dumbest thing. You don't do stuff like that. I, I agree. I think stupid on both. Very stupid on both. I hope both. Uh, like face clear, clear out the area first. You don't push. Well, people. the best. Did you see? Did you see? Apparently, the next night on Raw, they had Enzo's oh, picture yeah. in front of every security guard entrance. <laughs> Which I thought was spectacular. Because he got banned from the Staples Center. But apparently they also said that he went backstage afterwards. So, Or like they like they brought him backstage. But who knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, maybe they just brought he him released backstage. Al- get- he released an album this week. Yeah. Under the, na- under the name Enzo. N-Z-O. Yeah, N-Z-O. So he changed his rap name. Well, there was another real one. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't listen to it. Did you? Probably not. To, oh, I you did. To, I listened. Yeah, I listened to like two songs. Any good? The, beat, the beats are fire. See, he's a mumble rap. rapper, though, right? Yeah. Um. All right. What's next? Uh, what's next up in this thing? Super awesome match. Buddy Murphy defending that championship, the cruiserweight championship, successfully retaining yeah. against Mustafa Ali. Yeah, this is um, an awesome match. People are like, oh, boring, boring, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, dude, it's they, so, did a, they did awesome. a Spanish fly, a C4 off the, the announcer table again. Yeah, it didn't have to go through it, went off of it. Yeah, this was a really good match. And it was only 12 minutes long. Yeah, it seems like so much longer. Yeah, because it was yeah. really good. Brandon, the hitman, Hart. And I'm, I'm glad that Buddy Murphy retains. I just oh, I don't I like get why. Music. Well, it's still... I mean, it's kind of like the NXT one, yeah. Yeah, I, it might even still be that. Yeah, it might. You never know. But the next match up was Team Raw taking on Team SmackDown. You had Ziggler, McIntyre, Strowman, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley with Baron Corbin and Leo Rush defeating Team SmackDown. Lashley, <laughs> The Miz, <laughs> Shane O'Mac, Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, and Samoa Joe. I laughed big time. <laughs> made no sense, but Samoa Joe got taken out by the Claymore in like 30 seconds. But they didn't call it the Claymore. What did they call it? They called it like the Glasgow Kiss or something like that. Oh. No, I, th- I thought I heard I, Claymore. Yeah, I thought it was no. Claymore. No, go back. Yeah. It. I, but what do you guys think have... about Joe being the first person out and like, he did nothing for that. Like that, that was... Yeah, it was weird. He tried to go for the rear naked chokehold, whatever his finisher is. The Coquina clutch, clutch, and then you got hit with the Claymore out of nowhere. It was super uh, weird. The Claymore is the new RKO. Out of nowhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. but And then you had Rey Mysterio eliminating Finn Balor, and it kind of all led down to everybody. The focus went on to Braun for Strowman. Well, first, Shane McMahon, what a trooper in this match. He hits the first coast-to-coast. And then goes to hit a second coast to coast and gets knocked out midair by Strowman. Or no, by Lashley? Uh, Strowman. Oh, by Strowman, okay. Yes, by Strowman. Shane also ripped off Almas' elbow. That elbow shot? What where elbow? he catches the where he catches the leg and hits the back elbow. He did that during the match. But there was a part where Drew McIntyre and Braun started having some uh, issues and breakdown. Where Drew tried tagging himself in on Braun, and uh, that didn't really go too well. And then it just really broke down that Raw team to the point where Braun was out for a little bit. 
Uh, yeah, Braun got put through a table by Shane McMahon, if you believe that. <laughs> Six spot. Yeah. And, then, and then Shane McMahon had to do a coast-to-coast to, coast to yeah. Uh, Ziggler. Yeah. yeah. But uh, then, Braun Strowman ends up eliminating four people on the team. Yeah, Good. Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio, The Miz. And then uh, for the victory, Shane McMahon. And then right after he picks up the victory, Baron Corbin attacks Braun Strowman from behind and then celebrates with his Raw crew on the stage while Braun is left in the ring. I like it. Yeah, you yeah. had you had Leo Rush, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre doing the brawn. Yeah, the one thing I don't like is that the stipulation that they originally came to uh, decide with this match if Braun won and if Corbin won. Wow, Mister Line Jumper over here. Obviously, it doesn't stick. What do you mean, Line Jumper? Skipping ahead to Monday Night Raw. He did this last week too. <laughs> well, it's not a stick skipping ahead because this is well, there's a stipulation in this match. Well. Was All there right. not a stipulation in this match? Well, there right. was a stipulation in this match. If there's a stipulation in this match, it should have stuck. Yeah, but at but this point, yeah, at this Rousey, point in time on the podcast, you wouldn't have known that. Yeah, you would. Ronda Rousey picked up the victory over Charlotte Flair by DQ because Flair started hitting her with the kendo this stick. Awesome. This was awesome. Yeah, I gotta What's say, it? as as honestly, as much as I don't like Charlotte, this was pretty damn good. This was awesome. Was this it? was maybe one of the highlights of the pay-per-view for me. Oh, it was great. It was yeah, fantastic. Well, 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 first I got to just say that Charlotte looked like Ricky Morton. I want to get that out there. <laughs> Second like of all, one. I, I want to say Ricky Morton's hair, not specifically Ricky Morton. No, she looked exactly like Ricky Morton. <laughs> but Brother. why? I mean, Chris and I seem to have liked this. Why didn't you like this? I don't know. I'm Maybe I'm just still bitter over it all. I mean, and then Charlotte busted up Ronda Rousey, too. With that elbow. Yeah, but yeah. But hey, listen, that's a part of wrestling. If it, yeah. but it was if it was the other way around and Ronda Rousey you know, broke Charlotte Flair's face, you'd be like, Yep, Ronda Rousey. Oh, best boot wrestler alive. It All was right. it was super Why? weird Why though. Would, who would say that? Me? No, I'm just saying because if it was the other way around, because of some people's detest towards Charlotte. Dude, it you was know? really this it, was a really weird uh, city, I should say, maybe because they were booing Ronda Rousey. Yeah, which like was hardcore amazing. booing Ronda Rousey, and they were behind Flair. I don't know why. I, it didn't make sense to me. So it's like, I guess in some sense it's a heel turn for Charlotte, but then in the same sense she was also getting cheered. What she I don't like is that you're treatment. What I don't like is that they're doing the exact same thing that happened with Becky Lynch and just trying to put it onto Flair now. I know. Uh, look, with that entire entire losing grip and just going pretty much off the rails, they're trying to put exactly what Becky Lynch did to get over and stay over with the crowd big time. Maybe maybe that's something. Maybe that's something we're going to see on Monday Night Raw soon with Sasha Banks and Bailey. No, they wouldn't do that with like, every uh, single one. Dude, wrestler. if this was not a seed planted for a Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey or some sort of horse women match then i don't i like i don't know what else this could have been i still like for whatever reason this match took place i don't i still disagree with it because i could have it could have been built up as the main event of wrestlemania sure now it could be becky lynch versus ronda rousey i don't see that happening well that's that's what's because i feel it no but i feel like that whole that that whole fire kind of got extinguished when Charlotte Flair hit that kendo stick shot because people aren't like, oh yeah, Becky Lynch is the man. That's great. And they're like, 
Whoa, did you see what Charlotte Flair did? She beat the living heck out of her with a kendo stick and took her neck and put it in a chair and smashed it. I don't know. I kind of disagree with you. I think that I there's still know. a lot of fans out there on that Becky Lynch train. And no, but, but we're not saying they're not on the Becky Lynch train. They're just now also on the Charlotte train. They're on I don't the know. Hopefully it's derailed. Train. Hopefully it derails, but we, we, and the main, we won't we won't know anything until Becky returns. Like right now, Flair, I mean, Flair was cheered on SmackDown. Yeah. Next up, you had Brock Lesnar pick up the victory over Daniel Bryan. This match was really depressing until Dude, like no, no. This match was awesome up until the very end. I I, no, I like was, all, no, I liked the, all of it. No, the first half of the match was really. I was like, oh man, like because I didn't like read any spoilers about the main event or anything like that. I'm like what, they're really just gonna we're... do this. I'm like, and then all of a sudden, Dana Bryan makes this amazing comeback, kicks him in the balls. I was like, wait, what, what, what kind of spoilers would you have read? Like I didn't watch the main event. I watched Monday. Okay, so yeah, I, I got didn't read you. any results, anything like that. I just saw that Brock Lesnar won. I was like, oh man! And then the next, and then I was watching it, and then Daniel Bryan just kicks Brock Lesnar in the balls. I'm like, they so, just have to let him. I was like, I sat there. I'm like, they just have to let him win right now. So the I, match, I, as I the match they, started, Daniel Bryan like parading around the ring, like I'm like better, was awesome. And yeah. then the actual match started where it's like, oh, just beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down. It's like, oh. But hold on. During this entire beat down, during this entire beat down of Lesnar taking him to Suplex City, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was very entertaining to see him hit all those. Entertaining? Like, it's the same old Bob, Bob yeah, Backlund. I liked Backlund. it. I, I liked it. It's the I same it. old it stuff up, that was so stupid. And it built up the story until that moment where Chris Chris mentioned where uh, Daniel Bryan hit him with the low blow, and that's where everything started to change over, where it became an actual match. I thought maybe at some point we would see like maybe Daniel Bryan was playing possum or something, or like I, I was I was like, oh my god, are we about to see Daniel Bryan become a Paul Heyman guy? I Heyman Heyman kind of looked weird in that situation where he was like I he was in was... disbelief. And then you had Daniel Bryan locking the yes lock at one point where you thought Lesnar may actually tap out. Yeah. And then Lesnar broke out of it, and then he got back into it. It was like... I was like, like, yes, yes, please, 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 please make him tap. We we haven't seen Brock Lesnar. The last time I think somebody said Brock Lesnar lost two matches in one year was uh, 2004. Eddie Guerrero and Goldberg. Yeah, I thought this was really a fun match and i think that it really i think this match broke a door down to show that a guy that is a lot smaller than dan uh than brock lesnar modern day can put up a fight against him and potentially defeat him what it really did was leave us all confused why this was it just it ended out of nowhere as per usual with a brock lesnar match no it ended out of nowhere nowhere it was it ended out of nowhere no, it ended out of nowhere. I disagree Chris, with you. Chris, do you I think this ended ending. out of nowhere? Dude, he he just picked him up for an F5 out of nowhere. Yeah. One, two, three. Out of the less, he got out of the yes lock and hit him with his finisher. Yeah, how could he just pick him up like that? He was just applying the yes lock. Have you seen Brock Lesnar? Well. Yeah, true. I was a big fan of this match. I liked the ending. And I'm excited to see that. I think now... 
they just, as I just mentioned, they set everything up for Brock Lesnar to potentially be defeated by Daniel Bryan or Finn Balor, someone who is smaller than a lot well, of the other wrestlers. His on there. next opponent, as of right now, is Braun Strowman. Yeah, which is but still I'm up saying, in the air. But yeah, but I'm saying in general, it set them up to be, him to be defeated by someone of that stature at some point. Doesn't have to be next, but at some point. Um. NXT yes, TakeOver that's... War Games was so much better than Survivor Series, as expected. I thought Survivor Series I thought Survivor Series was great. Mm. I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of pointless stuff. Right, but still, but pointless stuff wrestling-wise was fun. My, my whole, I, I just wish that it was back to like the old-school Survivor Series aspect instead of a Raw versus SmackDown deal. Yeah, but I feel like, I think what I read was allegedly that Vince McMahon wanted to get away from that. Mm-hmm. But the whole Roman Reigns thing kind of threw a monkey wrench into uh, his plans, so he just kept with it for here. Do you not think War Games was a lot better than Survivor Series? I thought Series it was just spectacular. So a lot Games. better than Survivor Series. I thought it was a lot better. I okay. thought Survivor Series was great. I'm not yeah, gonna... I, I, I think that Survivor Series was a good pay-per-view. I mean, the biggest takeaways for me, I think a lot happened on Survivor Series that was really good. I like thought what? I think you have a <laughs> like lot Drake of good... Maverick, what was the best part for you? What's that? I said, like, Drake Maverick, what was the best part for you? I thought the Cruiserweight match was great. I thought that the Rollins-Nakamura was great. I thought that the Brock Lesnar-Daniel Bryan match was a lot of fun to watch. I thought that the entire thing with uh, Nia Jax and that heat was really good. Yeah, but that wasn't, like, heel heat. That was, like, screw that, you heat. No, that's heel heat, dude. No, it's not. No, that's it's not. Heat. No, it's not. Okay. It, the only on. the only thing people wanted to go see there was Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. She caused it to not happen. It's not heel heat. That's heel heat. No, it's not. All right, so that was SmackDown. Let's get on to some Monday Night Raw. It was Survivor Series. Yeah, Survivor Series. On to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Monday Night Nitro. Which kicks off with Baron Corbin. And Stephen McMahon, Baron Corbin, oh, we swept. I want to become the permanent general manager. And before Stephanie could do anything, Braun Strowman comes out. Stephanie puts Corbin in a match with uh, Braun Strowman at TLC. And for whatever reason, Braun Strowman gets to pick the stipulation and picks a TLC match, even though there's no title on the line. It's just a random TLC match. And if Braun Strowman wins the match, he gets to then go on to face Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble for the Universal Championship. If Baron Corbin wins, he becomes the permanent general manager of Monday Night Raw. So, like Dave said before, the stipulation to Survivor Series is kind of stupid that it changed. I I think it's really stupid. But uh, Baron Corbin ends up booking Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley only to have Stephen McMahon change it to a six-man tag, adding Corbin to the match, adding Finn Balor and Elias to the match, which uh, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre picked up the victory. Actually, no, they didn't pick up a victory because it went to a no contest. Uh, This took up a giant part of the first hour of Raw, which uh, I thought was a waste of time. It's like the last thing I want to see after Survivor Series is an elimination match. Anybody else feel like that? 
Yep. Don't want to see that stuff. I'm good on elimination matches. Uh, in the aftermath of this, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre beat Braun Strowman down. Messed up his elbow. Uh, which apparently Braun Strowman's now having surgery. Apparently he was already needing surgery, so this was his write-off. Yeah, he's having he had some uh, bone spurs in his elbow that he has to get removed. A really good attack, though. It was like really... I mean, his elbow got busted open and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Um, up next, Seth Rollins called out Dean Ambrose. Ambrose appeared backstage, which... This happened throughout the whole night where Ambrose was like, oh, come and find me. Here I am. And Rollins would keep chasing him. Rollins ended up finally like leaving, which like some workhorse he is. Um, <laughs> but but uh, it, it kind of reminded me of his old indie promos. Like big time reminded me of, um, what was his name on the independence? John Moxley. Oh, Moxley, yeah. That's it was John, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that's, right. That's what it reminded me of. Like I was yeah, down I, for these these promos were pretty damn good. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that it was definitely shades of that like CZW, uh John Moxley um that we used to have. Yeah. So I agree. Up next, Nia Jax and Tamina defeated Bailey and Sasha Banks, uh, which I I don't know. I really don't like them building up that broken broken face thing. What do you I, mean broken face? Oh, with, oh, oh. With Becky, yeah. Why don't you? I just don't think she can pull it off. What do you mean she can pull it off? Like being like... Like I don't think she can pull it off. Like I don't think Nia Jax is like doing anything. She's just getting... Bo- like, bo- like I said before, it's not heel heat. They're not booing her because she's a heel. They're booing her because of what she did to Becky Lynch. She's not getting the heat that I think is necessary for her to continue with that gimmick. I don't know if I agree with you or disagree with you, but I understand what you're saying. And I think with this match in general, I think we need another like Stone Cold-esque Bailey moment. We had, a, we had it a little bit once before, and I, I honestly, I think she needs to fight for... like. We need we need something for her to evolve here. There they they had that already. They had her evolution uh, with her with that feud with Banks, where she finally started to break down into that new uh, area of her character. Yeah, and then and then they, it reverted. It didn't make sense. Yeah, they totally reverted on that, and it's awful because now we're back at square square one where. We have Bailey and Sasha together again, being best friends, and it's like, it, it's just frustrating. No, I don't mind them being friends. I the only reason I don't mind them, the only reason I mind them being together is because they teased, they did that entire feud previously for nothing. Yeah, but it was just like, well, I mean, Sasha was Banks just, ended it with like, "I love you. I'm always gonna love you." It was weird. But look at but... Bailey. It, it was gonna. We could have had an evolution of Bailey, but now we're back to basic Bailey. Yeah, basic Bailey. Up next, the Lucha House Party defeated the Revival. Uh, they announced this match was Lucha House Party Rules, which entitled all three members to be in the match at one time. Um, which I thought was something cool because we don't really get to see something like that. Nah. Um. 
It's just unfortunate that it was at the hands of uh, the revival that the revival picked up the loss. Yeah, especially because they did so well on the, the the kickoff show. Yeah, I, it's one of those things I just can't understand is how these guys can put on great matches and they can even be up there for like they're always like the front runner for uh teasing the crowd with uh winning the championship or how they were one of the first the last tag teams in this survivor series match but they still end up losing yeah but i mean that was what else would you have done i don't know you have a bunch of other tag teams uh thrown any of them up next, though, you had Ronda Rousey come out, cut a promo. <sighs> super, super annoying because she came out all smiles. All smiles after she just got super beat down by Charlotte Flair, not even 24 hours prior to that. I thought that was the dumbest thing. But yeah. that's what she does, I guess. She just smiles. Um, Very stupid. But she demanded... A title match. Baron Corbin came. Well, the whole th- I thought the the premise of the promo was okay. Mm-hmm. Because she, she was proving like I may be beaten down, but I'm not. I'm a I'm a fighting champion. So she demanded that title match. Corbin comes out, sets the match, and it's it's Mickey James, which was kind of expected for me at least because she was uh, kind of being advertised on all the live events. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I don't know if they're still advertising that, but I believe mm-hmm. I believe they're advertising those matches. But uh, I don't know. I think I think she's the only fit right now to have face her. Although, what do you mean? Like the only person to have like actually been the one to come out and fight Ronda Rousey. Oh, Mickey. Yeah, but. Uh, after Ronda Rousey hit uh, Piper Pit, Piper's Pit three times on her, which is what her move is being called now. Okay. Did we not hear a promo when she came to WWE saying, like, someone was, I think, I don't know who it was. Somebody on the Raw roster was like, the only reason why she's here is to beat up everybody on the Raw roster. Yeah, I think that was Stephanie McMahon, right? I don't know. I don't know if it was Stephanie, like... Armbar! Was it Stephanie that said it? I don't know. Uh, he's he's awake. Not barely. <laughs> we thought you so, were snoozing. I am. So it's... I think it was, like, one of... Like, that That seems like that might be coming true now. Because mm-hmm. she's now beating up everybody on the roster. Yeah, but where is it going to lead to? I don't know. Like, there was no reason for her to actually hit the Piper's Pit three times. The match was over after one. I guess she just wants to kind of send a message to Charlotte Flair as well. That's exactly what she's doing. Yeah. Exactly what she's doing. But is she also sending one to Nia Jax? That too? Yeah. After the the match, Establishing your dominance. Nia Nia Jax and Tamina came out and met her at the entrance ramp and teased her with the fist. And then nothing came of that. Uh, well, how about that? Next up, you had a non-title match. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable picked up the victory over AOP. Yeah, stemmed from the backstage segment where uh, Drake Maverick, all he wanted to do was get some food. It looked like he had a tortilla with like five chocolate chips on it. I don't know what it actually was. But uh, he, all, he was just trying to get food. And uh, all the, the, the raw roster kind of poking fun at the fact that he peed his pants. 
Which, I mean, if you ever seen Billy Madison, pee, peeing in your pants is cool, no? Well, then consider <laughs> Miles Davis. But he, he was, I think Corey Graves might have said that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so everyone was making fun of him, and he stepped up. And he goes, oh, you're going to have to face AOP. But Chad Gable, they were about to hit the, uh, the Rude Awakening and Moonsault combo that they do. And mm-hmm. Bobby Roode got taken out, but Chad Gable did a twisting sunset flip from the top rope and got a surprise quick victory there, which was awesome. You think that's good? A good look on AOP to get this loss? Well, it wasn't like it wasn't. It was a quick victory, so it's not like a like it wasn't. They didn't do major damage to them. Okay. And Chad Gable now has a victory over the tag team champions. That's, that's perfect. True. Good. That's true. Next up, you had Natalia pick up the victory over Ruby Riot. Yeah, yeah. Riot Squad. Keep this feud going. Riot yeah. Squad got involved, uh, and then Ruby tried to pin Natalia with a schoolboy, but Natty like reversed it. It was like an interesting like flip into a pin. I don't know if I've ever seen somebody flip somebody in that. It might have just been like because the ropes were so close that mm-hmm. she didn't have room to do what she like actually needed to do. But I thought it looked cool. Man, yeah. amen. And then next up, your uh, final thing of the night, uh, they go into the vicious attack of Braun Strowman earlier in the evening. Commentators then say that Strowman has suffered a shattered elbow, but apparently he has bone spurs in his elbow. He's got surgery. You, you he missed might that be while a- your sleeping yeah. cap was on. Yeah, you- <laughs> oh, yeah? You know why I'm awake? Anyway, Dean Ambrose, why am I still here? Good night, guys. Click. Um, <laughs> Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is here. Did I, you guys talk about this already? No, he cuts the promo, and Seth Rollins, Mr. Workhorse, who left, came back. Because he just loves work. Runs so down, much. they brawl a bit, but Ambrose gets the upper hand, hits uh, Seth Rollins with a low blow, which November must be sponsored by low blows or something. It's yes. no, not November, so they got to hit him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he hits the low blow, hits the dirty deeds. The only thing that I really didn't get here in this feud, like, why isn't their match at TLC a TLC match? What is it? It's just a normal, regular match as of right now for the Intercontinental Championship. It's the main it's championship to... on WWE Raw until the January. The event. Until January. It's the only title. There's why why is Baron Corbin versus Braun Strowman the TLC match? It's not Seth Rollins has the title. He has a title. You hang a title. It's a ladder match. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I I hope, don't they have, I hope they have those dangling chairs in the entranceway so they could just, what John Cena did to Wade Barrett during that uh, chairs match where he just pulled them all down. They all fell on top of like, it's a match. Dude, it's a match that, like, they just keep attacking each other and there's, like, no ending in sight. Wouldn't you want, like, something a guaranteed victory to hang over your head. Maybe they're not doing it because we saw them face off in a ladder match at money in the bank a few years ago. It's possible. I, I don't know. I don't get it. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Yeah. Moving on to SmackDown though. It opened with Charlotte Flair bragging about survivor series. Paige came out and find her $100,000. Like, is that even a real thing? <laughs> <laughs> because Charlotte attacked officials, which we didn't mention. Yeah. Uh, so I- awesome. So the awesome. I- the Iconics came out. 
and then we're placed in a match against Charlotte, which the first match it was Charlotte taking on Billy Kay. Um, Charlotte I, thought it, I thought it was decent. Yeah, Flair takes the victory, and after the match, Charlotte challenged Peyton Royce, and Peyton was kind of hesitant to do so. Uh, so they cut to commercial break, and they came back, and the match was already started. Yeah, yeah, I hate when stuff like that happens. But then Flair picked up the victory of that match via disqualification because Billy Kay got involved. So yeah, overall, I overall, I thought this segment was good. I did like Billy Kay encouraging Peyton Royce to get in the ring and stuff. Yeah, and like if you were just if you took that time instead of watching Flair and uh, Billy and uh, Peyton Royce and you just focused your attention on Billy Kay, it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. No, so the Iconics beat Cher beat. Flare down. Share? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Girl, baby>. <laughs> <laughs> they they beat Charlotte Flare down and but but <laughs> it didn't last for long, baby. <laughs> because because Flare <laughs> Flare ends up taking out the iconics in such a way that I thought the officials and like referees and agents would have ran down to try to stop it, but they were nowhere in sight. After after Paige Paige finds Charlotte Flair a hundred thousand dollars for she wouldn't even make it off t shirt money. Come on, like what gives? Yeah, there, there's no way can, she's. Can we just a... mention this small little thing about how the they Billy Kay and Peyton Royce went to go get a chair and the uh, ringside crew pulled the chair away from them? <laughs> I didn't realize that. I don't remember seeing that. that. Yeah, I didn't understand that. They went to go get a chair to attack Charlotte Flair and the ringside crew. Took, grabbed the chair back from them, and that's when they turned around and got double speared. The point is, I thought officials should have, especially after just being fined, like, why wouldn't you send out officials to try to break stuff up like that? Play it up, brother. Up next, up. we had Ms. TV with Shane McMahon, which the basic of this, what happened, was Ms. asking Shane McMahon to be his tag team partner. And God, Shane, I don't want Shane's like, Shane's like, no, no. And Miz is like, oh, come on. I already, I mean, we were, we're the best in the world. We were the, the survive. We could have been surviving team, whatever. We worked so well on the, the survivor series team. I already spoke to Paige, which I mean, you said you don't want to see them win the tag team titles, right? I don't. I'm kind of down for that. I'm not down for it at all. Like, I... like Daniel Bryan is feuding with AJ Styles right now, so we can't get a Miz feud for the WWE Championship. Um, I'd be more than okay with them taking the titles from the bar. I'm fine with it, but my whole issue is that how many times do we see the odd couple become tag team champions, become friends uh, yeah, kind but of like storyline? Now with Daniel Bryan turning heel, Miz has kind of been turning face almost. Didn't I yeah. say this? Yeah. Last week on the show, I did. Yeah. I said reverse, uh, reverse, reverse psychology. Rever- no, no, <laughs> but like Miz would be the face, Daniel Bryan would be the heel going into WrestleMania. That would be a WrestleMania main event match. Yeah, not Brock Lesnar versus anybody. So if if they need to have Shane McMahon win a tag team championship with Miz to get to that point, you're not down for that. No, Dave, tell them all. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. All right, agree but to disagree. This, but this led to the Miz calling out his uh, their tag team that they were going to be facing. 
Yeah, the Bryant brothers. I forget the names of it. Yeah, the Bryant brothers. Dane, it was maybe. Yeah, Dane and Wayne they, Bryant maybe. <laughs> they were portrayed by Eli Everfly and Keita Murray, um, both wrestlers that we've been following for a while. And surprisingly, so the Miz is going over with Eli Everfly, and but he gloats a little bit too much, and Eli Everfly picks up the victory over the Miz. It's not that he looked a little bit; he offered Shane a chance to get in the match. Shane blew it. Shane yeah. blew this match for, for both of them. Yeah. If only Shane got into the match, but Miz got that quick roll up on uh, on himself and the surprise victory. Yeah, I was not expecting Everfly to pick up that victory, but I am very happy to see that it went that way. And I like I'm really I'm so down for for them to take the tag titles. Cuz as we saw with Survivor Series, there really isn't a tag team division. No. No, I think that's the that's one of the things that you can take away from Survivor Series going into it. I think at one point we I think after the draft, everybody said, "Wow, the tag team divisions are stacked." And then we started seeing the storylines play out, play out, play out. And now we're at that point after going into Survivor Series and after Survivor Series, we're just like, wow, we really don't have a tag team division in both. It's uh, also apparent that WWE doesn't care about tag team wrestling as they claim Raw swept SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But Xavier Woods has been all over social media saying 6-1. and one. I appreciate the t-shirt. He was on the, the winning team. The, the Pilgrim t-shirt outfit. Yeah. Uh, and New Day, they cut a promo about Survivor Series up next. Before that, though, they were backstage walking. Gob- gobbledly Gooker showed up. Unmasked himself to be R-Truth. Continuing to be the the, the MVP of the <laughs> Staples Center weekend. Um, But New Day defeated Big Show in the bar in a match that I didn't really get. I got it. I didn't know what it was. Like, they kept saying it was the first of its kind, but it was like, it kind of seemed mean, like a just, normal match, but like. Yeah, it was your you had, normal gimmick. But it wasn't even like a, like they were allowed to use turkey and stuff, but like, it was like a trick or street fight, but exactly. they, they didn't use weapons at all. They, it was weird. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like, they had uh, Big Show go through a table. They had Sheamus go through a table. They used the turkey, but it, it's not like they were, like, overly used weapons or anything. They didn't no. use weapons. It was... I, 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 I think, didn't get it. I, I thought it was weird. I don't know. I thought it was very... I thought it was fun. I thought it was... It was... I'm not, saying it was it, I'm not saying it wasn't fun, but... Yeah, it was funny to watch, especially that end part where <laughs> you had Biggie sticking his fist into that turkey and then dude Rocky... before that he was licking the turkey on the yeah that was really it's like had... scary movie too almost he likes a little blf yeah Big e, jesus like. christ and then you had the uh the top uh kofi off the top turnbuckle with the turkey uh putting sheamus through the table with that i like they and were then, like at... throwing like gravy and pie and cranberry yeah, sauce at, at him at, at the end they were dousing cesaro in uh everything yeah uh, uh, up next, we saw Asuka and Naomi teaming up to take on the former Absolution, who was referred to on the pay-per-view, I think, as Evolution? Huh. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I, think they call, I think they called them Evolution. Um, but 
Dude, Mandy That's... Rose needs to be women's champion. Like, as Thank soon you. as possible, she needs to be women's champion. Thank it's you. Spectacular. It, it honestly, I, I'm disappointed that she's called up to the main roster and that, like, she never had a, a run as NXT women's champion. Yeah, she has the look, she has the promo skills, she has the ring ability. I think she's going to do something really special at some point. Uh, what did you think about the entire? So they played off the reminding us how Mandy Rose turned on Sonya Deville at the at Evolution. Yeah, and Deville and, tagged herself into the match and lost it. But she also made a save for. I mean, oh, they kind yeah, of. Yeah, well, yeah, she made the save at that same. Yeah, she that, kind of played it off that thing. Sonya took the the hit from uh, I believe Asuka, which she uh, did. instead of Mandy Rose. Yeah. Which didn't really help out much because Mandy Rose, right after that, uh, got uh, beat. Sonya Deville did. Uh, Sonya Deville, sorry. Yeah. But, okay, I want to go something. Did you guys talk about Lars Sullivan yet? Oh, we didn't even mention that they aired that promo on Survivor Series that he's coming up to the main roster. Coming soon. No, because it just said coming soon. And then they aired the promo on Raw. And all the, the news sites, oh, Lars Sullivan's going to debut on Monday Night Raw. And then they aired it tonight, so that's a bam roasted. Yeah, I'm very happy to see them airing it on both brands. But, Which, but, maybe, but he here's, here's, maybe he shows up. Maybe he shows up on both brands. But there's another guy who was not any was not NXT champion. He wasn't anything that I feel like he deserves to go to the main roster. I saw people, somebody commented on one of our tweets saying, oh, someone else more deserving should go up on the main roster. No. I think Lars Sullivan, if brought up the way that they did Braun Strowman, when Braun Strowman became a, uh, a monster powerhouse, give him a bunch of squash matches, give him a bunch of squash matches, then put him in like the intercontinental title picture against Seth Rollins. Get the, the strap off the Seth Rollins. Make him your main baby face on Monday Night Raw. It'll be perfect. The same uh, I'm, thing. I'm very yeah, wary I'm... when it comes to NXT superstar. Like, look at... Honestly, I thought No Way Jose had a really good feud in NXT with Austin, Austin Aries. Aries. Which I, I texted you during Survivor Series that it sucks that uh, Austin Aries isn't in the company right now because he'd make the perfect, like, first feud for uh, Matt Riddle. Like, I'm not saying okay. Cassius Ono wouldn't or isn't already doing so, but with a guy that can't cut promos as well as, as I mean, he could be. Yeah. Austin Aries would have been there, like, 100% to, like, fill in the blanks, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 and he, I, I, and he I brought that out with No Way Jose. Fast forward to No Way Jose coming up to the main roster. They turned him into Adam Rose for whatever reason. And he's literally done nothing. Maybe he's yeah. been doing main event. I haven't seen him. Yeah, I, I, I'm hesitant with Lars. I really, I don't think that I'm okay with him being brought up because we do but, have a lot. But you're gonna say, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you're gonna say this about any NXT guy that comes up now. Yeah, and like much, when Velveteen, yeah. I mean, when Velveteen said it before with Balor. Yeah. But that was a, that was he was a victim of circumstance on that too. Like he would have been a lot bigger than he was right. if he hadn't gotten injured. So do, would you would you mind seeing him on both brands at, oh. at one point, Lars Sullivan, until he like settles would, for a brand or something? That would be a great gimmick. Like that's the, when, the when they when they brought up Elias, I wanted him to debut on both brands. He shows up on Monday Night Raw in the background, 
He's his literal nickname in NXT when they brought him up to debut was the Drifter. Why would yeah. you not have the Drifter drift from Raw to SmackDown to Raw to SmackDown? That I know. I remember you bringing that up, and that would make sense. But what I, what happens if this becomes like a bidding war for Lars Sullivan? I would be fine with, if he was on both brands. It would maybe a bidding war where both GMs want him to be a part of their brand exclusively. And it becomes a big that. theme. But it kind of reminds me of that Kane storyline where uh, with Kane and Stephanie McMahon and what, with his mask and whose side is he on? I think he's going to eventually end up on SmackDown. Just what because, makes you say that? Well, just because, because Monday Night Raw has Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar attached yeah, to it. I, I agree. I agree with you on that. I think that if you have him on the same brand as Braun, it could be a little bit conflicting. But if you have him on SmackDown, you could also engage him in different storylines, and you could still uh, play with him versus Braun at some point, maybe even a Survivor Series match. I was going to say it. Also, it's like weird on SmackDown too, even though they're not being used, uh, because Sanity kind of has the same, or kind of did have the same sort of gimmick. Just yeah. not in the same way. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of conflicting, but not. Yeah. But hopefully, uh, hopefully they do good things. Yeah, but moving on with SmackDown, Daniel Bryan came out, cuts a promo, says he doesn't know anybody an explanation as to why he did what he did to AJ Styles. This promo, I'm like, oh my God, I wish WWE would license the final countdown <laughs> and give him this theme song. We should we should uh, tweet to Europe and be like, how many retweets? Dude, I thought this was a really good promo. Daniel Bryan pulls a Taylor Swift. The old Daniel Bryan can't come to the phone right now. He's dead. <laughs> he made them announce him, re-announce him as the new Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I, I like that. And I like how he's not doing the yes chant. Um, I like how he's referring to himself in the third person. Yeah. And it's a it's a nice side of Daniel Bryan that we haven't seen. It's, it's making it entertaining. It's something, refreshing. Something stupid. Something that I ranted on when you move back up. Rewind the show to Monday Night Raw. They announced AJ Styles is getting his rematch for the WWE Championship at TLC. And can you guess what match he's in? Can you a guess regular the match. It's a regular Bob Backlund of a match. <laughs> Always stop yourself. It's a WWE Championship match. You hang the title. It's a TLC match. It's a TLC pay-per-view. Yeah, How is this awful. A, a regular match? You still have four weeks until, until pay-per-view. Stipulations can still come out. So Yeah, but right off the bat. All right, so main event of the evening, you have Randy Orton picking up the victory over Rey Mysterio uh, earlier in this event. Uh, on SmackDown, you had Ray, Randy Orton cutting a promo on Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Randy uh, picks up the victory, but big thing to take away is well, uh, before Rey you even lost. say that, Randy Orton ripped Rey Mysterio's mask during this. Yeah, he, he goes. He said in that promo earlier in the night that he's going to do something worse than what he did to Jeff Hardy, based off of my memory. Ripping Brandon, somebody's mask. It was mask, two hours ago. Yeah, well, I don't have a memory. <laughs> but ripping somebody's mask... you remember mask? that Brian Cranston uh, thing? So, so, yeah, well, that was pretty cool. So well. But ripping somebody's mask is nowhere near as disgusting as sticking your finger or a screwdriver 
through somebody's <laughs> hole in their ear and pulling on it and twisting. So yeah. Also, what are they doing with this? Why, like, why did you bring Rey Mysterio back to face people he already faced? You know what would have been even better than this? Uh, mask versus mask versus Kalisto. No, that's just yeah. dumb. Because yeah, you're yeah. you're thinking as if like Rey Mysterio is going to show up the next week without a mask on. I don't Who think knows? Randy Orton was supposed to expose Rey Mysterio's face the way he did. You don't did. think? No. He was supposed to pull off the mask afterwards, but I don't think it was supposed to be seen on TV. It was going to, I think it was supposed to be more so like he did with, uh, with Cody Rhodes back in the day. Then why do you think that Rey Mysterio didn't move to cover his face at all? He did. He put his arm up. Not quick. He put his arm up and then, and then he pulled the mask back down. The mask was still on his face when Randy Orton, after the match, Puts uh, Rey Mysterio's head through the chair and smashes it against the ring post. I don't know. And I then Rey Mysterio's it... mask. No, then Rey had his face covered, and Randy Orton took his mask. Once it popped right off, it, it was a there was a delay there. I don't think it was as quickly as you think it was. I, I just I don't think it was supposed to be the way it was. But I think that's the very first time we've seen Rey Mysterio's face on WWE television. Yeah. It is. Um. I just thought this would have been a better segment if Cien Almas ran down, made like a face turn, like to give Rey Mysterio a replacement mask and beat up Randy Orton or something. I saw, you have... I saw you tweet that out, and I love that idea. I know, but they have nothing. It's not like they have like a backstory or anything like that. They have like a back. They, they faced off last respect. week. It's one like famous lucha family against another famous yeah. lucha family plus, plus you have that smackdown match where they gain a mutual respect again i think that would be real almas, I, I really like that idea i think almas is also third generation yeah I, I like that idea and he has that he has had a match with randy orton in the past so he not that ray mysterio's third generation i think he's only second <laughs> generation but still, yeah that's still like a generational thing tie-in and also, uh, Amos, even though he's not masked, he still knows the importance of a lucha mask. Yeah. Good so thinking. I thought that would have been cool. It just doesn't make sense. Like, you bring back Randy Orton, I mean, Rey Mysterio, just to put him against Randy Orton. We've seen this already. I know. And by the way, Randy Orton, he didn't even do anything at Survivor Series. You would have expected nope. like some sort of distraction in that match where he gets like comes out of nowhere, hits an RKO or something. Wasn't the case. Yeah, you, you thought that he was going to be involved with Rey Mysterio at some point, but no. So for but, me, that also that didn't make sense. I know. Well, something that also doesn't make sense is uh, some shameless plug. No, we got some ring stuff. Yeah, we got some outside ring stuff to talk about, buddy. Yeah. What do you want to talk about with it? Mr. Jumping the Gun. Yeah, David Arquette. Big, big story. Yeah, huge. Huge story. Let's talk about this because we talked about it last week on the show. Are we recording still, Brandon? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, good. Uh, I hope you're not ripping me. Um, David Arquette. Last <laughs> we week have, we haven't been recording for the past hour and a half, so bam. Rest. Yeah, you, you, you just fell asleep and we're Giant rib. Done. Yeah, you're dreaming, buddy. Uh, Wake dream, up. Pal. Dream Street, USA. Wake up, pal. Anyway, David Arquette Chris, last week, we talked about it on the show. Um, Chris, you want some more stuffing? Oh um, <laughs> David Arquette last week on the show was announced he'd be facing off against Nick Gage at Joey Janela's LA Confidential. Um, and did it make 
press and headlines? It sure did. Because not only was it a match against Nick Gage, it was a death match against Nick Gage. We're talking light tubes. We're talking a lot of light tubes. We're talking um, David Arquette was sliced in the neck with one of said light tubes. To the point where he, like called off the match almost like he yeah, walked he, out of the ring he left and then like I, he must have been freaking out obviously yeah I think so he he left the ring and then he got back into the ring and he tried to go for a pin on nick kate on nick gage and nick gage kicked out of it and it looked like he, david yeah. Arquette got like legit heated on that the end of the end of the match was like a little like a really sloppy snapmare but i i completely understand yeah, the Nick ending. Gage just snapmared him after he pushed David Arquette, tried to shoot on Nick Gage. Nick Gage just like snapmared him, pinned him, and then David I don't Arquette think I don't think right Nick up. realized like what like I don't think he realized that Arquette was freaking out. I don't think he realized. I, 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 don't, I don't know, but apparently uh, they were filming a documentary on David Arquette that that show, so uh, they were saying that maybe he uh, Arquette was playing it up a little bit. He did receive stitches. He did go to the emergency room with Luke Perry, of all people. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Luke, Perry, Luke Perry is one of the producers of that documentary, I believe. So that's Luke, why he was there. Luke Perry, like the... Yeah. From Beverly Hills 90210, Luke yeah, Perry. His son's a pro wrestler, right? Oh, really? I think so. Oh, really? Wow. Wow. But, yeah, hey, listen. David Arquette says Dave deathmatches are not his thing. Rightfully so. You know, it takes a special kind of stupid to uh, get hit with the light. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Did, no, don't be kidding. Yeah, it's stupid. It, period. I, listen, stupid. Have I, you, listen let, let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever broken a light tube? No. It's, like, dangerous. It is. It's glass, Brandon. Of course it's But dangerous. it's, like, super <laughs> fine, like, shards of glass. It's completely different than normal glass. But hey, you, you guys it. ever played with razor blades before? No, it's, it's dangerous. No, but it's no, it's a lot different than regular glass. But anyway, it takes a special kind of person to do a death match, and yeah. David Arquette is not that type of person. So I, get, I give him all the credit in the world, though, for somebody who always got like the short end of the stick, always got like, oh, David Arquette sucks. Why is he WCW champion? Blah blah blah. Like he never wanted to be champion. He respected the championship. And for him to be, I think he's like 47 years old now. Yeah, he's just taking for him to come all back, United States. For him to and come back and actually train. He's trained. And, he's training. And that's, and his main goal, uh, He he's been interviewed and he said his main goal, the reason why he's doing this is to kind of make it up to all of the pro wrestling fans out there for what took Ready place. Ready to rumble. Dude, it's, yeah. like, it's crazy, it's crazy <laughs> oh. that he's 47 years old and did this death match. It sucks because... After that match, I'm like, oh my god, like sign him to NXT. Like I give him all the credit in the world. And I think if he was like actually like signed to WWE and trained by WWE, he could put on like good matches. Oh Brandon, my god. Brandon Brandon. You don't come think on so? Now. You don't think so. Brandon, maybe as producer. What do you mean maybe as a producer? Maybe as a background person, but as an in-ring wrestler? Come on. I'm not saying, like, give him the WWE Championship or something like that. Brandon. He could could be brought in for a match or two or something like that if he was trained more. Just saying, deathmatch wrestling is stupid, and I, in my opinion, feel that that was a stupid comment. Well, I don't understand how the two correlate. Well, I don't think that... I. 
think that that would be totally stupid if he was signed to NXT. Why? Because he he's not a wrestler. Well, that, that's you to say that. He no. Except he's trained. He's trained, and training still. How can you say he's not a wrestler? So is Brimstone. You're not going to sign Brimstone. It's completely different. David Arquette's a super famous actor. Brimstone. So is Brimstone. Brimstone thinks he's a famous, <laughs> super famous actor. <laughs> uh, it's really different. Michael. Also, I want to say I randomly tuned into TMZ. I think that was earlier today, and they no, just like, happened to happened to be talking about this Arquette situation, and yeah. they like Harvey was so confused. They had like no idea what they were talking about. There was luckily there was one guy who knew about pro wrestling, but Harvey's like I, I don't get it. Like it, the the point of this was clearly to hurt somebody, right? Like he he broke the glass. Like <laughs> he's trying to hurt him, right? And the guy's like, no, Harvey. Like he was doing a shoot, and the other guy goes, oh, don't don't use wrestling terms with people that don't know wrestling. He goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a bit of a fan. But Harvey was just so confused as to how this was happening. And then you could, like, submit videos, I guess, to, like, weigh in on these stories. And a woman came on, and she goes, oh, David Arquette's a great actor. He should stick to that. He shouldn't be wrestling. This doesn't make any sense or whatever. But it's like, if he, if it's, he's not, he's not wrestling for, like, the point to make it his career. It's, yeah. it's for fun. And he exactly. likes to do it. Fun. And he's training. It's like, it's not, I don't see anything wrong with it. So I just found on eBay, Maven's original <laughs> WWE contract. That's weird. For oh, sale that's sad. For three hundred bucks. That's sad. About to I go know. to eBay. Send me the link. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll send you right to Shameless Plugs. Shameless plugs. All right, first Shameless plug. Make sure you go check out Bar Wrestling. Give them a follow on Twitter at Bar Wrestling. Their next event's going to be taking place on the 28th of November in L.A. Uh, you're going to see Brian Cage taking on Brody King. Worldwide Underground taking on Doomfly. Heather Monroe taking on Tyler Bateman. D'Lo Brown teaming up with Willie Mack to take on Rockness Express. Uh, Rockness Monsters. And so much more. They're still around? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so make sure you go check out Bar Wrestling. Also, for all those country fans out there, go check out this song, Simple, by Florida Georgia Line. I love that song. Is that their new single? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it, it too. Yeah, it has a really country vibe to it, and I'm a huge fan of that song. I mean, every song of theirs sounds the same, but... No, this this one doesn't sound like the other ones, I don't think. (laughs) Why, you think? I I do think so, but I don't think they're going to top the meant to be... That they did with BB Rexa. I have to listen to it to just. It was like the, it was on the the charts for like twenty thousand weeks in a row. Uh, at number one, okay. it's gonna be tough. Um, last shameless plug goes to Shook Crew, Max Caster, Bobby Orlando, and Bryce Donovan, all of Creative Pro Wrestling. Make sure you go give them a follow on Twitter. They finally have a Twitter um, account at Shook Crew. And you could also book them. Book shookcrew at gmail.com. Send them an email. Hey, Chris, how about that match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. It was my favorite match from TakeOver, and it's my favorite match of the week this week. Johnny Gargano versus Aleister Black. Just awesome. 
Yeah. I would have thought that Velveteen Dream and Champa topped it. Yeah, no, I thought I, Alistair Black and I'm a big Alistair Black, Mark, so it, it, it was spectacular. It was very well done. I'm a fan of it. And let's get yeah, to... Yeah, dude, uh, takeovers are phenomenal. Triple H yeah. is awesome. I mean, I was going to make it Brody King versus Hard Crowley from that Joey Janela show, but... Why? Uh, is that like a... Was that a good match? Yeah. Wow. Bob Holly's still doing it, man. <laughs> I, it's it's super weird. Like, how do you decide so late in life to get a tattoo like he does, like, that he got? Same with I, Steiner. Like, what a weird tattoo. No offense if you're listening to this. What kind of a tattoo? Hardcore Holly? Has, like, a yeah. giant, like, barbed wire, like, sleeve. Well, is that and, like, it where... goes on his chest, I think. Oh, yeah, I have no clue. It's, huh. it's strange. Rob Van Dam, Warren signed autographed singlet for 1500 bucks. It's a shark. This is definitely not real. It's definitely <laughs> not an RBD. Send it. It's probably right back. Why do you think it's not real? It just it looks like hot garbage. Looks like hot garbage. And and that note, uh, Brandon, who you shouting out? Brandon, shout outs! First shout out uh, goes to return to Amish. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've spoken to you about this show before, Dave. But uh, they, Maybe. they randomly had an, another season premiere on Sunday. I wasn't expecting it, but I always enjoyed watching the show. I like going to Amish country. So to kind of see, like... I mean, see how Amish live when they're not Amish, I guess. I think mm. it's cool. But uh, next up goes to Dumbo. Uh, because the trailer for the new Tim Burton Disney film dropped this past week. Oh, yeah. It, I think it looks pretty pretty good. Not to call I'm Larry David there. What do you I'm mean indifferent. you're indifferent? How so? I don't know. It looked interesting, but I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it looked good. Uh, but the last shout-out goes to absolutely everybody that's ever been on a pay-per-view kickoff show, and more specifically in a match. Because WWE clearly proved in the whole 6-0 and that they don't care about kickoff matches. And the people on the kickoff shows worked their asses off, put on fantastic matches, Sometimes the match is better than the main card itself. And WWE just clearly doesn't care. Yeah. And I think the tag team match was one of the better ones on Survivor Series. So. But now it's time for... Our... is right our mark out moment of the week anybody have a mark out moment of the week felt yeah. dream baby do you, I agree do you concur Velveteen <laughs> dream i marked out for an uh not wrestling i marked out for uh, a scrubs reunion that took place at vulture uh festival it was the original cast and was nakamura there or Huh? I said uh-huh. it was Nakamura because uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah, he he was dressed like the Scrubs cast. Yeah, I'm laughing at you. <laughs> I'm laughing. Yeah, it's, fu- it's funny. And yeah, now they got well. the Funko Pops for uh, JD Elliott, Turk, and Doctor Cox. So that's pretty cool. What about Dr. you, Cox? <laughs> uh, well, meeting Brian Cranston was pretty cool. 
Uh, also, have to say, uh, WWE 2K released the uh, DLC. The first pack was the Titans pack with Bobby Lashley, EC3, and War Machine or War. Is that Raiders? War Raiders? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, and, I always gonna mess that up always too. And in that pack, also they they put in uh, Bianca Belair's hair whip, which huh. is cool. You have to go oh, assign the her. move to her, but no, she's in the game already. Oh, okay. But you have to go assign the move to her. It looks pretty cool. But uh, in in that the pack with uh, War Raiders, they have their own unique like tag in. You know how they like. They they like hit each other's like forearms when they tag yeah. in. They do that <laughs> in the game. I wasn't oh, expecting that at all. I thought that was pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, something something else that I marked out for was as we spoke about it before was the Iron Maiden tickets. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a concert that I've been wanting to go to for a very long time, so I'm very happy that uh that we're gonna be able to go check that out. I'm hoping that they play a uh, hallowed by hallowed be thy name. Well, don't jinx. No, they probably will. I'm do you, hoping so. Do you have good seats? No, we're section like two or something. No, please. Any seat is a good seat for me. Well, yeah. Also, Chris, you could, by the way, buy the man T-shirt now. I know. I saw. I just can't right you now. You just have to wait for it to go on sale. Yeah. Yeah, but did, no. Do you get fifteen percent off? No, I think so. Not, not yet. Not right now. Okay. Because right, well, they have their whole Black Friday sales, because Thanksgiving is this week. That's why we're recording on Tuesday, which is yeah, now so, Wednesday. So have a yeah. happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, turkey eat a lot is of turkey. Stupid. Hopefully you don't get salmonella poisoning. Or I heard that was just for those frozen, those frozen gimmicks. Company. Yeah, whatever the company it was. I don't remember. Oh, well, now you can get E. coli, so don't eat salad at Thanksgiving, folks. Uh, eat. Yeah. My, 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 my Thanksgiving meal only really consists of stuffing. I only nice. want stuffing. Mac and cheese if there's mac and cheese. I wish there were pickles. Everyone should have pickles. I was kind of bummed because I went to Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza tonight for the first time. Oh, man. Um, yeah, what I know. Bummed about? First time, First time ever. No, on my way home from the shoot we had tonight, my boss was like, you want to get food? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's get food. And she's like, I, I told him, he's like, here, I have Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza. I said, no. He goes, he's like, we're going there. So, Wait, yeah, so the what one, were you bummed about? What? What were you bummed about? Because they didn't have romaine lettuce for the house salad there, so we got a burrata arugula salad, which was still spectacular. What did you? Still, what know. did you get? Pizza? You obviously had to have gotten pizza, right? We, we got the meatball ricotta pizza. Oh, can I just tell you my favorite pizza from there is what? the large cauliflower. I could eat that oh, whole thing by myself. Pizza. It's such a good piece of pizza. It comes. It's a giant square. Slice into what? this. You're breaking up like whoa right now. Am I? Yeah, uh, I guess that's a sign for well, us. That's <laughs> so. Uh, before we end this podcast, I want to say with everybody uh, celebrating Thanksgiving and stuff, don't be stupid. Don't drink and drive. Uh, everybody's going to be going out the Thanksgiving Eve, and even on Thanksgiving, uh, please be responsible. Drink responsibly. Get a ride. Uh, don't drink and drive. It's stupid. And yeah, be safe. And I am thankful for everybody that listens to this podcast. All three of you. Uh, Me twice. Uh, Brandon. I. But. And, yeah. Buy, so buy until t-shirts. that is episode. Buy t-shirts. Yeah. We're yeah, all of them. That's episode 407. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget the Black, Black Friday sale. The Black is Sabbath place. sale. Yeah. The Black Sabbath <laughs> sale is taking place over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mark. And out. go get your 20% off everything. 
And uh, that's Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, marking out one at gmail.com, YouTube.com slash marking out 11. Until next week, we wish you the, the... the... We take a break again today. I kind of like this way of doing it. Best, Best of luck, luck your future endeavor. And we'll see you next week on the podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, pal. Happy New Year.